Welcome to the Fixtures Podcast, Game Week 1. Um, I'm joined today, again, by Nikki Erdman. Why you do that with your ones? You go, one! Yeah, Alright, you know what? <laughs> uh, and uh, Mike Balzano. What's up, everybody? Alright, so we got a lot to talk about today, a lot to cover. Hopefully this isn't going to be an hour, but no promises. Um... So, game week one. So, let's start at the... Uh, just start? <laughs> well, let's start on uh, fr- Friday. The first game of the week, yeah. Yeah, first game of the week. Let's start with Liverpool 4, Norwich 1. Now, I know that it was a hammering, but that second half for Norwich was... Uh, I mean, it gives them it gives them a lot of faith like moving forward. I think their biggest issue right now is they don't have much of a defense. Yeah, their I, marking was was <laughs> atrocious, and I think that was the thing that like set them back the most. Oh, absolutely. Can you not do that? Because it it sounds like your computer is taking off, and it's gonna get picked up in these things. I understand you're trying to be funny, but like, don't do that. All right. Um. Yeah, so Norwich, yeah, looking shaky on on defense, but of course that's always going to be a hard game to uh, to defend against. Their counter buildup was pretty okay. Uh, um, yeah. They don't have much of a midfield either. I think that's going to really hinder them a lot. Um, and I didn't realize that when I made my table picks, <laughs> uh, how how rough uh, Norwich might end up looking. But I think uh, they'll be able to at least you know contend with the bottom half of the table. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, uh, T- Timu Puki got on, the, uh, got on the score sheet, which of course is going to be huge that's going to do him. wonders for his uh, for his confidence going forward already. I think. Yeah, um, he fr- can do it on the biggest stage, and that's what matters. But can he do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? That's a great question. Well, he doesn't have to. <laughs> a cold, not, rainy night in Stoke, not right? anymore. <laughs> no, that would be a cold, rainy night in Burnley, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, Obviously, the big takeaway for, um, from a Liverpool perspective, putting four goals past Norwich, okay, that's kind of expected. I think anything less than that, and there's going to be probably some questions asked. Uh, on the you know, on a not-so-great note, Allison, of course, coming away injured, out for potentially a month Oof. or more. I heard six weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks, uh, I think, is the estimate right now. So... Adrian being signed the day prior and coming in. I've always rated Adrian. I yeah. think I think he's a solid yeah. he's a solid uh, starter, and he would be a, he would be starting at any other club. Yeah, I think well, he's a good outside good of the top six. Yeah, I think it's funny though because Mignolet left. Adrian comes in and now gets handed the first team spot for the first month. Something that Mignolet has been fighting for for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's... I, there's not too many important fixtures I think we have. Obviously, against Chelsea in the uh, Who Cares Cup. Um, <laughs> Wait. Don't they also play Chelsea literally on Saturday? No, that's Wednesday. In the, no, but also... No. I thought they played them next. I thought they played them next in the Premier League, too. No, they don't. Um, God, Nikki, come prepared. <laughs> it's uh, next week they play Southampton away, so Uh-oh. Not, oh man, Uh-oh. watch out! <laughs> not big issues there. I think after that though, they 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 do play Arsenal, but that's at Anfield, so yeah, not too much of a worry there. But uh, yeah, I think I think that we'll manage without Allison, but it's unfortunate. 
to start off the uh, the the uh, season like that. Especially coming off of winning a Champions League. Yeah, and then immediately losing a UEFA Super Cup. <laughs> All right, you know what? Really we're going to get to Chelsea, and I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot about Chelsea. So let's not try to have Chelsea talk throughout the whole <laughs> podcast this time. That uh, was not. That was because Chelsea was the most important at the time. Because Chelsea's always the most important. So West Ham City. <laughs> so West, Ham, West Ham City. So yes, West Ham City. West Ham nil. City five. Um, yeah, City putting on a dominant display here. Obviously, one of the big talking points from this was VAR. But really, is it? Because it was already five goals. Yeah, and that was my thought, too. The All these people complaining that was about VAR. In. It was like, c- come on. That, it, was never, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, VAR decided the one goal that gifted City that win. I mean, they were, they were fine. And, I, I mean, the thing about it, too, is the VAR got all those decisions right. There wasn't anything. That is the biggest thing. The, the, the complaints that a lot of people have right now is that it's slow. It slows down the game, especially for people actually at the game. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but when they're doing VAR, they're not allowed to show the actual incident that they're reviewing. Yeah. Um, so they just put up a big. Yeah, they do that sign in other sports that too. Says under review. Yeah, they do that in other sports too. Um, so and then like the whole crowd kind of just dances while they wait. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, in hockey too. That's another thing that they don't show that the like what the incident on the screen. And well, I, I feel like most people are getting mad at VAR just because like. Let's say you're you're a Chelsea fan and Chelsea scores a goal and then it gets disallowed by VAR. Obviously, as a Chelsea fan, you're going to be mad because you know if VAR well, wasn't there, it would have gone in. And that's going to happen with every team that's there. Well, and, and think about it this way, too. English fans are, you know, they're a breed of fan. Like, you, you don't have... They're so passionate about having the game be as pure as possible, and then you throw in something fancy like like VAR that can hinder their game, hinder their precious, you know, this is how the game has always been played, so why are we doing this now? Yeah. I think, but- that, I think that's a really important thing to, to note is that... Um, so here's, here's my thing with VAR, though. I think, I think it's great. Um, I think they need to have something written in stone and in blood that explains, okay, this is exactly when and where and why you should use VAR. Yeah, and I think the big thing is is they're looking for a clear and obvious error, I believe, is the terminology. Clear and obvious error is so vague. Very vague. And I think, I mean, I think that they've, I think a lot of people have admitted that this is really just a trial run of this, of VAR, and that it's, there's going to be mistakes. I mean, we haven't even hit any real mistakes yet. Like, I mean, people are going to flip out as soon as the first time VAR gets something wrong, which, I mean, I think they estimated as going to be like 98% effective yeah. but there are going to be calls that are going to be too tight to really get which I mean that Raheem Sterling offsides in the, in the city game it was, was, very tight. It was very tight yeah and um, I mean so but what I would say is I feel like it's really just going to come down to how like which ref because I feel like some refs lean very heavily on VAR, and that's been proven oh, a lot yes. in the Champions League. Um, but then you get you get refs, you know that that are just like, no, this is my call, and I'm I'm making this call. So I I think it's really it's so iffy, and I feel like everybody needs to be on the same page for VAR to be as effective as the world wants it to be. 
but it is effective and that's the problem is it's 100 it's like been 100 percent accurate so far yeah so but i mean it's only been one game week so i mean yeah. we will have there's going to be a lot of bumps i think in the in the var road sure right? it's going to get talked to death so but I, it's going to get fixed and yeah, i think and i, I mean, think that's, that's what it it's going to be to. fixed and i think they've done a lot of good stuff for it already with the uh trying to keep it where the var ref is trying to make a decision and rather than having the referee go over to a screen and sit there for minutes, because especially in some of the Serie A games last year, sure. VAR was just terrible. Sure. Because, I mean, I think there was one call last uh, I honestly last think year in Serie A where it took them seven minutes to come up with a decision. I honestly think the Italian refs, or the, the refs in the Italian leagues, are some of the worst refs I've probably ever seen. Um <laughs> Come like, on, we've been to a lot of MLS games. So, yeah, I was gonna say somewhat <laughs> close, somewhat close to an MLS ref. Um, but no, I wanted to touch on uh, West Ham. I I really think Declan Rice was a one one season wonder. Um, I don't, I didn't see anything impressive out of him, and he actually made a lot of mistakes that that caused City to uh, kind of retain possession. And um, I I really I, I wanted Declan Rice to be better. Than he's showing so far, but I mean, it is one game. Yeah. So only time will tell. But I, I feel like it may even just be that he's at West Ham. Yeah. And I mean, I think it was, I think West Ham really should have put in a better performance. I mean, West Ham is trying to uh, really honestly push for, along with Leicester and Wolves, and kind of to be this kind of upper mid table pushing and challenging the likes of United and Chelsea. And they really just laid down and took a beating, you know, during this game. And they're at home. I mean, this isn't even and a here's way the funny to thing is they, they weren't really laying down. They were trying really hard. They just don't have it. They yeah. don't have a midfield right now. Their midfield averages, I think, like 27 to 29 years old. Yeah. And, I mean, I think I see West Ham starting to pick it up and, and be okay. Obviously, City is the hardest fixture you can probably get. Um, maybe only maybe I think Liverpool at Liverpool at home. I mean, yeah, that's definitely potential, but I, I really don't think they were coming into that game expecting to get a win. Well, no, of course not. But I, I feel like you would at least want to score a goal. Yeah, on the first day. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been especially because you know that City's going to underestimate you. I think that I don't think that's true though, because from what I've been hearing. Pep has just been pushing the city team to the limits recently. Now I saw so they many times win. last year too, where where you would think that, but it, it seemed like the team wasn't really respecting what Pep was having them do. Yeah, I mean he's really been pushing them hard this season. And speaking of respect, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, so I think one of the other talking points we have is uh, Aguero. Aguero's a jerk. Aguero, heck, Aguero taking Raheem Sterling's penalty away from him. And he was like so stern about it too. He's like, "No, this is my ball." Yeah, uh, when Raheem Sterling's on a hat trick, yeah. and I mean he still managed to get the hat trick, but but he almost didn't. <laughs> and that's the funny, th- well, not not that he almost didn't get the hat trick, but he almost didn't even score the penalty. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, they uh, didn't. They had to retake it, right? Yeah, and he um, missed the initial penalty. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was just because Declan Rice was offside. Yeah, or it was uh, uh, crossed, uh, encroached. So. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. So, but I mean, how good is Raheem Sterling? I mean, yep. he's. 
He, he, he used he, to. I mean, he used to be the butt of the. Jo- yeah, he used yeah. to be the butt of the joke, and always, you know. And now he's coming in and scoring a hat trick on opening day. I mean, he's yeah. really turned things around. I feel like. Yeah, he really impresses me, and that's saying a lot, um, considering where he was before. Yeah. Yeah, he's fast. Yeah. He's fast, and he can read the game really well. I well, like. and most importantly now, he can score. Because I remember yes. a lot of times where, he would, blow it wide. where it would just be, he would just sky it, or, like, every time he got Or he, he would got shoot it across the net. Yeah, yeah. Th- there was, I mean, yeah, his shooting used to just be awful. Yep. So, yeah, I think there's definitely some some big improvements from him. So City, uh, City just looked ready to go. They looked like they didn't even stop uh, from last year. No, and I don't think Pep was going to let them. And I think That's anybody who anybody who's out there and looks like they're, you know, going to just phone it in is going to get subbed out and is not so going to play for they like a month. Depth. They have way too much depth to, to uh, be, like, accepting of something like that. Oh, I absolutely. Like. I mean, Bernardo Silva, deba- debatably their player of the season last year, yeah, he on the like bench trash. and didn't even come on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they, that's 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 da- it. David, David Silva. Silva. Sorry, yeah, David Silva looked like trash. Other Silva. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but Bernardo Silva, yes, looking like trash on the bench. Um, didn't even <laughs> didn't even make it onto the well, field. Well, he's, he's at City, so so you know, um, make make of it what you will. But <laughs> so moving on. So yeah, so that's City West Ham. Moving on, we have the uh, cracker of a game: Palace versus Everton, nil nil. Uh, Nikki, what are your thoughts on this? Um, is this a good result for either side? Bad result? Obviously, this is home to Crystal Palace. It was boring. <laughs> um, but I would say Crystal Palace came home with an important draw there because Everton is one of the bigger sides that I felt like if it was later in the season, they would have struggled more against, especially after all this drama with... Zaha, will he stay? Will he go? And he didn't even start this match. No, he did not. And so I think which that, causes even more speculation. Yeah, yeah which but, okay. which I mean, Everton not being able to take advantage of a Zaha-less Crystal Palace is uh, pathetic. It's it's not pathetic. It's just concerning a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you'd expect them to do better. I mean, Sigurdsson really didn't have a great game. Moise Keane well, came out as a sub and I really. Said, I said from the from the beginning that uh, I think that Sigurdsson's going to start falling off a little bit. Um, he's getting a little older now, and um, he's kind of losing his role a little bit. I feel like at Everton too, because there's other players coming in that are. Uh, I, f- I feel like they're they're focusing more play towards the wings than they are towards the towards the middle now, and I think that's going to be a bit of a factor for Sigurdsson the way that they play. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, interesting to see what happens with those two teams because you think, I mean, those two teams are both decent teams. You'd expect them to to start to do well. But, uh, yeah, not a great result for either team, really. I, I think, think Pal- great, Palace I think, is walking away, I think, happier out of that match. I think it's a great result for Palace, especially... I think they would want to win, I mean, at home on opening day. I mean, I Everton's know, not that is, strong. Every it's, team wants Everton, to win on opening day, but not every team has the capability to get that. And I don't think Crystal Palace really had the capability going into that match I think they went beat in with Everton. The, I think they went in with the mindset that they, they, would, they wanted at least a point out of it, and they got it. And I think that that's a victory. That's true. 
That's true. Especially Palace. Palace knows where they where they stand in the league. They know that they're not a top, uh, top what top eight team. Yeah, but neither is Everton. Everton really, I, would, I mean, debatably. I put, but, if you look but at but Everton we, on paper, I would put them in the top eight. But this is what Everton does every year. They yes. make good signings. They look great on paper, and then they underperform. Well, so, that's, that's the thing, though. Eventually, somebody's gonna get it right. <laughs> so, I think this is a win for Palace, at least. I think I think coming off with a point against a team that is expected to win, I think that's a good good result for them. I think Palace, um, I think Palace is doing some stuff right with their team. Yeah, and I mean I think they're doing the best with what they can because obviously both Zaha and Aaron Wan Bissaka wanted to go. They had to let go of one of them. Will Zaha still go is debatable, yeah. um, but. If they're going to put points up this season, they're going to need Zaha to be present and making an effort. So, um, so yeah, so that's Palace Everton. Um, moving on, we have Burnley 3, Southampton 0. This was a surprise for me. Th- this I actually enjoyed watching this game quite a bit. I enjoyed and I watching mean, the highlights of this game. And, I mean, Burnley is not a great... Well, I mean, they're not known for being crazy, no. beautiful football, but I mean, no, they're, especially they're one of the teams to watch ever. <laughs> but just watching them on this on this rainy afternoon in Burnley, just hoofing it up the field, and Southampton just looked like they just wanted to, a blanket and a hot chocolate and to go sit down, and Burnley just was loving it and just ate it up and put three past a really it's, really wimpy Southampton team. If you if you go and look at Southampton's roster right now, you'll see a championship side. A champ, championship like the the level below. I think I think this team is ready to compete with with like Swansea and like West Brom. They're not ready to compete in the Premier League. I said this from the beginning when I made my table predictions and I said from the day one and everybody looked at me weird including Ryan and I said I said I put I put Southampton finishing second to bottom. I we'll get to my predictions later. But I expect way more out of Southampton out of that game. Um, oh yeah, me too. They they looked like they didn't want to even play. Uh Burnley I think this is a glitch. I don't think this is something that you're going to see a lot of out of Burnley this year. Um, I think, once again, they have Unless it rains a lot. What? Unless it rains a lot. I I mean, (laughs) but other teams can play in the rain. I think the thing with Burnley is they lost quite a few players, um, and their midfield is garbage. Yes. Uh, They don't really have a midfield. um, Which they didn't really need a midfield in this game. No, it was mostly just you're playing against a champion. Up. Like I said, you're playing against a championship. <laughs> See what side. happens? Um, I think I think Burnley. This is this is like their high for the season. Yeah, I could see that. Right yeah, I, I I don't think that this is going to be. I don't think Burnley's going to be putting up three four goals every week in week out. I think this was definitely uh, no. They're, an, they're like an a one nil. One nil, park the bus type. type yeah, I think they had versus. a lot of good lucky, uh, lucky chances, but uh, and more credit to them. I mean, I think they have a fantastic defense. I think Tarkowski is amazing, and um, who's their other center back? Um, shoot, who is their other center back? 
Um, lots of dead, lots of dead air. That's, that's good. Um, their other center back. Oh, oh Ben, ben Me. Yeah, yeah, I think Ben Me is is okay. Um, but then you you look at guys like Lee Westwood and Jack Cork, and it's like, okay. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Burnley, Southampton. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that game. Um, moving on. Which you're not going to say a lot this season. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, let's go next to uh, Bournemouth 1, Sheffield United 1. This was a great game. Really? I the first half thought was it was good. rough. The second half was I thought great. it was really rough. I thought, I mean, I was expecting Bournemouth to come out guns blazing. But I think a lot of people were thinking Bournemouth was going to come out guns blazing. And I, I even, la- at, at, during, the, uh, during the show last week, I even said, I think Bournemouth is going to struggle because... A lot, you know, a lot of people saw them in their form from last season and yep. the start of last season specifically, where they were putting up a ton of goals. They were playing fantastic, sure. and then they tanked hard. Sure. And they're, I don't think they're out of that slump just yet. Yes, and I think this kind of shows it because they were really weak offensively. Sure, really weak. Um, I, th- I think, yeah, I think they were very much um, expecting to win that game. And a lot of the times, those just a lot of the plays just were very poor. I know I I did not I wasn't at all impressed by Ryan Fraser. I think he was the worst player on the field. Um, Cal Wilson was looked like he was afraid to shoot the ball. Uh, Josh King was the only player that was actually really trying out there. It felt like for Bournemouth. So yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't see a lot out of the rest of their team. Um, I, I think on paper Bournemouth should easily be in the top in the the top of the bottom. Uh, but if they keep playing that way, I don't I don't see them going any higher than like probably fifteenth. Yeah, but I think if you take Bournemouth from the start of last season and play this same game, I think you see Bournemouth four or five four five one I don't know to uh, Sheffield. But I don't know. I, Sheffield looked great. <laughs> they did well, but how much of that was how much of that was due to a really really limp on that counter? Side? Every counter that I saw was was very impressive. They did not look like they were just right. Really but I think they're, where they're going to get hit hard is, is on the defense, um, which Bournemouth did not really if they test keep them. Five in the back though, they might be okay. Yeah, and obviously Sharp scoring the goal for Sheffield it, it, who was, else was, was who else could it be? Was fantastic. Really, how, yeah. who else could it be at that? And I, I honestly, I mean, I really enjoy watching. Bournemouth, but I really think that they deserved. I think they really did, they deserved to get scored on with that. I when they went one uh, one nil up, uh, I was like, they don't deserve to win this game. I think um, I'm gonna really enjoy watching Sheffield this year, and I didn't expect that because I, you know, that's not a team that I rated very highly. But I don't know something about that. I mean, they got my Preston boy Callum, Callum Robinson up there at top, um, and I think he looked great. I think Billy Sharp coming on and scoring the goal is like. That's like things of legends. <laughs> They're going to be yes. telling those stories later on in, in the in the Sheffield lore. Yeah. Um, but I I just think I thought that the game was great and I, I I really enjoyed. I know it was kind of dull in the first half, but I feel like both teams really wanted to win it in the second half. And oh that, yeah, the, that, la- the last twenty minutes or so was was good. Yeah, they really ramped it up. Um, I I think Sheffield deserved to win that game. Yeah. 
I, I, there, I could there see were that. at least three chances that I remember seeing that uh, were so close. Yes, and they kept getting corners, and I was like, "This is not a this is not a, a team that just recently got called up. They don't seem like a team that was playing from in the championship last year." But we'll see how how long that holds. Yeah, and I mean, again, this was a a weak Bournemouth side, but yes. I think Sheffield is definitely going to be the happier of the two sides coming away with a draw. Yes, at Bournemouth. Um, so I think, uh, next up, um, we'll talk about Spurs three, Aston Villa one. Villa, um, Villa deserved to win that game. And that's coming from a Spurs fan. Um, I think the most, the, the scariest thing about that game was I was like, Villa scores a goal and I'm like, okay, here we go. This is this is what Spurs did whenever they play against a team that people expect them to beat. They get Spursy, <laughs> and then they, they they aren't sure what they're gonna do with the ball. And then it seemed like they were playing out of the back again. So I was getting really nervous. Um, I think Villa looked great. John McGinn, what an incredible player. I I've I've always rated him ever since I picked up uh, starting really liking Hibbs. Um, I think. Their midfield in a couple years will be very deadly. Uh, Jack Grealish, give him a year or two in the Premier League, and if he stays, you know, great for great for them. Um, I think Jack Grealish is going to be a very top-rated player coming going forward. Um, but Spurs, man, they did. I feel like Poach maybe even planned this out, where they're going to suffocate the team until they're exhausted, and then just push. And I feel like that's really what came and done and, and did Aston Villa. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as soon as that Aston Villa goal went in, the first thing I thought was they've scored too early because yes. now they're going to have to sit sit there and try to defend against this Aston Villa side. Because, yeah, they scored in the ninth minute. And more marks to them. So, they, they have a great... Their their defense they invested really well into it and I mean but you you just can't defend against the Spurs side for eighty minutes and I mean they weren't no. gonna they weren't <laughs> gonna put two or three past Tottenham they're just not going to no so I mean and I mean I said it from the minute that goal went in is Tottenham has the class and I mean they're gonna be you know they're gonna be top four because they're not gonna let a uh, they're not gonna let a goal coming in in the ninth minute, let them drop their heads, which I think is almost, you know, they're, they're getting out of that spursiness. You know, that goal is going to come in and they're going to come back and fire three more past you sure. because they're not going to just, they don't take like being, that. they're not going to lay down. They don't at all. The, the thing, this is, this is kind of a yes, but because Christian Erickson, I think that's the biggest, hottest topic for Spurs right now. That was really funny. <laughs> I thought Burnley's defense looked really good. We're not talking about the Burnley game. What? We're talking about the Spurs. Aston oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Aston Villa. 
Uh, yeah, I think Tyrone Mings was the yeah, player of the game. That's what I was going to say. I thought Mings distracted. was fantastic. Uh, yeah, Fair I thought can't. Aston Villa's defense looked really well. They played very good under pressure against And that was another opposition. team that, that doesn't look like they were playing a championship side last no, year. They were very, they they were very good. They were very good. They had a very solid defense against a very solid Spurs team. And I think they played put up a very good fight. And unfortunately, they just got broken through a few times. And yeah. here's the thing, too. And this is what I was trying to get to before. Before we were rudely interrupted by the cat. <laughs> um, it's a yes, but. Because Christian Eriksen. You know, he's such a hot topic right now for Spurs. Is he staying? Is he going? Are we signing him for a couple more years? What's going on with this? He didn't start. And that's a huge, no. huge detriment to them. Daliel is injured. And who knows for how long. Christian Eriksen, as soon as he came on the pitch, the game completely shifted. Oh, Everybody absolutely. was yeah. looking to yeah. get the ball over to Eriksen for him to make the play. And it worked. Well, and yeah, and I mean, in that first half, they were just missing that creative spark. They well, just didn't have anything. And Dombele looked amazing on his debut, uh, I will say. Yeah, but he's a defensive midfielder. He's not going to, he's not the attacking yes. player that's going to play through your wingers, play through Mora. I know Son didn't play this game. But that's what Los also is supposed to be coming in for, too, is, yes. is setting up the play. Right. And I think if, uh, if the Dybala transfer did happen, I think you can comfortably let Erickson go because you have a replacement player that sure. is going to be just as much of a playmaker. And six years younger. Yes, but it, with that transfer falling through, you need to hold on to Erickson. Yes. Because... At least for the time that Deli Alley is injured. injured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I would say at least try and move him before the end of the season so he doesn't go on a free. Yeah, um, sure. Because but... I think Erickson is, is also holding out a bit. And I think it's it's hard. It's very hard for me, especially because Christian Eriksen is my favorite player. But I think it's really hard. This whole this whole scenario is really hard because we know what he's capable of. We know why we have him and what he is supposed to be doing for our club. And last year he was not providing that as well as everybody wanted him to. But he was still creating chances. He was still the player that set up the most opportunities, I believe. Um, he was he was the healthiest player. Um, he was he's a, a phenomenal star, um, and it would be very sad to see him go. But I think they need to cash in and do another bail type of move. I don't think that happens though. With I mean, because unless he moves this window, which there's very limited time left, he can move next window still. If if but if he does move next window, if I'm Real Madrid, unless I'm Real Madrid in crisis mode and I want to pull pull an Ericsson, at that point, if it's January, I have half a season to play, and I can get him on a free at the end of the season. I'm just gonna say, hey, I'll give you a contract towards the end there's of the no season. There's no guarantee. There's still talks about uh, re-signing re Erickson, thankfully. Right, and I mean that's, and I mean we were talking about this at the last show. Is the, the problem with Erickson is his fee is too much for somebody of his age. Yes. He's no one's going to want to pay that that for fee, and Spurs is going to want it. Well, yeah, but I mean when you can bring in somebody like Dybala, like Jao uh, Felix, like the, these younger kids. The price of Erickson goes down, and Daniel Levy's not going to want the price of Erickson to go down. He's not going to let him yes. go on the cheap. He, he's just not. Yes. So he's not, a, he's not an idiot. No. He's a, he's a very smart businessman, and I don't, I don't like him as much as I, I probably should. But I feel like overall, uh, he made the right moves this season. He made 
you know, we brought in Los also on a loan with an option to buy for 60 mil, which isn't bad. Um, I think Ndombele was a fantastic signing, and he definitely looked the part. Um, I mean, his first touch on the on the pitch wasn't great, but eventually he, he really settled in. Um, I think Spurs overall played better than I've seen them play in a while, but it took him a little bit to get to that point in that game. Yeah, and I think to your point, though, it almost looked like they were giving Villa the space to start letting yes, them kind it, of it, it really letting did, them gain the false confidence and like go out there and let them kind of because I mean, Villa was like pushing hard in that first 15 minutes, yes. 15, 20 minutes. They were pushing really hard and giving it their all trying to get. I mean, I think the complexion of that game changes if Villa scores a second goal. Yes. But yeah, cause I then, think just letting letting Villa run around, have their fun, and then after 30, 40 minutes saying, okay, you know, fun time's over. Yes. Time to, you know, time to bring on Erickson and let's score three here. Get back in your place, trash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the the whole thing of missing out on Sonny, too. I mean, that that was detrimental. Um, I think we would have scored at least a goal in the first half if, if he was on the field. Yeah, and I mean, I think Villa's a good side. Don't get me wrong. I I, I think I think they're the best of the three. Spurs though, right? isn't going to let that happen on opening day in their home stadium. Lose to a, a no, side especially that just not in our up. first full season in that stadium. It's not. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, nah. Yeah. So also, uh, that was our first home opener on the first day in a very long time. I think they said ten years or something like that. So, uh, but yeah, come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Cycling back, uh, Watford nil, Brighton three. Nikki, as our that. resident uh, Watford expert here, <laughs> what the heck happened? Um, I mean, I wouldn't really call myself a Watford expert. As somebody who owns a Watford jersey, <laughs> what, what is your take on this? Um, I mean, after that game... I kind of wish I owned a Brighton jersey instead of a Watford jersey. <laughs> I actually really did you did you like their the, jerseys are clean? Yeah, bro. I like clean. the I like the blue. They're I like clean. the blue. I think lo- I think they're they're really clean. I like them a lot. Yeah. But um, I think Watford kind of had a meltdown, and I feel like that's going to be a common occurrence this year with Watford because I feel like they made a few signings, but I feel like they might have not made the right signings, and I think that they've been lingering along lingering around the Premier League for a little longer than they might have been supposed to. Like, sure. I feel like they might end up going down this year, especially if they keep having losses like that, because I feel like that is going to be a common occurrence this year, those type of losses versus teams that they really should be either beating or at least drawing to. I think they looked worse, worse than Southampton did in I know. the other 3 nil. And I hate defeat. Southampton. And I mean, I think Watford looked really poor, and Brighton... Here's, here's the thing, though. I think it's unfair to judge Watford on this for one occasion um, because of the own goal. I think when yeah. you give up an own goal, sure, that automatically puts you in, oh, shoot, here we go. Because you, you can't – it's a different mentality. I think, uh, I think after if – they, if, if they do melt down in the next couple games, I think that's when they start to feel a little bit crisis. Um, but overall, I feel like Watford has, a, has the squad to stay up, and they, they have proved that time and time again. Yes. I yeah. I would not be surprised if Watford ends up being the Huddersfield of this season. Which would be surprising to me, I feel like. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think—it's it, interesting, because I think just going off this one game week, which obviously 
We have a lot of game weeks to go. A lot sure. of stuff's going to change. Um, I think a 3-0 loss to Brighton at home is poor. That's is bad. really that is poor. Bad. And I think that's going to be hard to come back from. Here's another... I think they'll I still think they'll be okay. I don't yeah. think they're going to get relegated. I think this might have been a one-off fluke, Yeah, but it's, it's uh, one of those if, guess but situations Yeah, yeah, but if they if they are not careful, this could easily spiral out of control yes. for them and they could easily be pulling a uh, pulling a Huddersfield and just which would be very surprising because you look at that Watford side and, they, and those, none of those guys. They're not bad. The no, they're not bad. They're not a bad side. No, but um, they're they're definitely good enough to. They're definitely that. better than a uh, than a three 0 loss to Brighton. So. And I think I think Brighton made some of the right moves and then somewhat just. I I just don't see them as as a strong contender because they have a new coach. And because it's just not, it's Brighton, you know, and, that, and that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of the mentality that a lot of teams are going to have. It's, it's like, it's Brighton. Yes. Um, they I, have a good defense. I like Duffy. Yeah, I, like, I think a lot of teams are going to go into playing Brighton going, oh, it's just Brighton. It's no big deal. We're going to win. But I think Brighton is going to upset a lot of people this year because they have the talent in their squad. But they do they? A, they? Yeah, 100%. I mean, they got Glenn Murray. They got Sully March. But Glenn Murray is not going to be playing. I mean... He's very rarely going to be playing. Look at the striker options that they I have. think I think Glenn Murray is going to be their Olivier Giroud. Well, I the, think he's going to come on in the 65th minute and come on and bang two headers in. Well, here's the problem with that because they do have Florian and Done. They do have... Um, Neil Maupai. Uh they also Bo- have both of them scored. Jurgen Lacadia. Yeah. Um, so Glenn Murray is going to be very rarely looked at. I feel like, um, especially because of his age. I think that that's something to. But he's a good option to have a, to have around. Sure. Though. Glenn Murray is a fine wine. I'm sure. So. So yeah, I think Brighton definitely is going to be. I think without a doubt, it's going to be the happier team. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was that was a huge win, huge win for them, and they looked really good. I, I I'll give them all the credit on that one. I I watched some of the highlights for that, and it looked like they were getting that long ball working. They got the wingers. Um, that's that's kind of what they're going to be. Their their type of play is going to be is is that wing play, um, and then looking for Glenn Murray to like you said to head it in, but I think. How well is that going to work with the with this against better have, teams against bigger teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving right along, we have potentially the the uh, game of the week: Leicester nil, Wolves nil. Jesus this was start this, to finish. Jesus was this game boring? I know. I watched this game instead of the Arsenal Newcastle game at the time, and oh my god, did I regret that? This game was rough. It was really rough because I mean, yeah, you. Were, I mean, honestly, coming into this weekend, this is one of the game. This is one of the games that's like, this is this is going to be amazing. This is two attacking teams. I even messaged you about that. I was good, like, this, this game's going to be so good. Good new signings. This is going to be. This game's going to be great. And then both Leicester and Wolves just were not at it at all. I think it just fell on the wrong day. I feel like just because it was the opening game of the season. As the resident owner of a Wolves jersey here, (laughs) (laughs) um, I predicted during week one of our podcast, and I said that this game was going to be a 0-0 draw. 
Nice. I said that because I said both teams. I think were the. I think these are the two most evenly matched teams you could pin against each other. Sure, they're evenly Goal. matched, but their attacks are so no. good. I expected it to finish a draw. I didn't expect it to finish. Nil. I a hundred percent did because I think both their goalies are really good. I think that's Sh- fair. I think Schmeichel yes. and Marie Patricio are both yes. fantastic goalies, and I think they're just two sides that are completely equally matched. I would honestly. If you could put two teams finishing in the exact same position in a, a league table, I think 100% Leicester and Wolves would be there together. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they're definitely evenly matched team, but I think both Wolves' attack and Leicester's attack was just poor this game. It was very, very Jota, flat, Jota and Jimenez both looked... Oh, God. Just like oh, God. They, were, they couldn't even hit the net. No, they were. It was embarrassing. They it were was, bad. It was really rough to watch. Vardy didn't look like he didn't know what was going on. Well, they couldn't hard. really get the ball to Vardy. To be fair, he didn't have a lot of opportunities. James Madison didn't do his job. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there was. It was a. It was a rough watch. It, just because of these. Uh, just because the attack was so off. To, uh, I, I mean, Perez looked was just a bystander you know i was very happy to see my boy hamza chowdhury on the field <laughs> i was very happy to see that hair well now he's gonna get that he's gonna get that opportunity a lot because they they kind of thinned out in the midfield i remember yes. i used to sign him on my fifa 15 doncaster career mode <laughs> and he was banging him in from midfield with that with those flowing locks i'm kind of surprised of seeing a, a 4141 yeah, and I, I will say though the one highlight of this game, Thielmans looked good. Yeah, Thielmans looked very good. Sure, um, Thielmans also was looked always going to look good. Thielmans is a fantastic player, and he's a little slow. I think I yeah, but I don't think you really need that in his position. I think he's not the type of player that's going to be the the Coutinho type of center attacking midfielder. He's not no. going to be the one banging no, him not. in. He's going to be the one. He's going to be the playmaker. He's going to be the one making that final pass, picking out that final pass. He's going to be playing a little bit like Schweinsteiger did during his prime. I feel yeah, like. yeah, I could see him more of a Schweinsteiger. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Newcastle nil, Arsenal one. I think Newcastle made one mistake in that whole game. Yeah, I think Newcastle can feel very hard done by by this result. Yeah, I think it's very unfortunate. Their center back was out of position for one move, and that was the one that killed him. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but overall, their defense looked really good to keep that Arsenal attack at bay. Um, Aubameyang was getting chances, but nothing really that great until the one that he scored. Even Newcastle's attack looked good. I think think Newcastle Um, is, is being... A little over-scrutinized, especially when you see them play a game like that against Arsenal. And I think uh, Miguel Almiron was fantastic oh. that game. Oh he God. really had a great game. What I are think you it's such a shame. That? No, and I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a fantastic, uh, a, a fantastic player, as we know um, and he's from gonna- watching MLS. He's just he's a really really good player. But I think the mistake here was Almiron was making just fantastic p- passes, pulling all the strings, and there was no one there to finish it. Joelton didn't look great. No, he looked awful. He's no Rondon. And quite frankly, I think Newcastle made a mistake by not um, bringing in Josef Martinez along with Miguel I Almiron. think so, 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. if you... Okay, 100%. anybody who watched Atlanta United knows the relationship that... um. 
Martinez and Almiron had together. And that's speed. I know. Yeah. It was just it was a perfect matchup of the two because it was it was literally perfect. I could not pick two players that even would bring go in Victor to uh, Victor <laughs> I mean, they're they're both fantastic, and they played they link up so so well together. And I think. I don't even th- I don't even know if this is a thing that might happen, but I think if they brought in Martinez during the January window, yes. that would be amazing. They yes. would they would honestly, if they were like in relegation zone and they brought in Martinez during the January window, I could see them coming out of relegation zone and not finishing last like I predicted them to. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really a shame that they didn't pick up the pair of them, um, which. Atlanta's not gonna want to let go of their two best players, but um, it's the MLS. What can you expect? I mean, if you shine in the MLS, you're gonna get picked up by someone else. You're right. not gonna stay in the MLS. Well, and at the time and they're they had, both pretty young. At too. the they're time they had old. Solomon Rondon and they had um, Rafa, and I think it was a different story when they brought in Almiron. I've heard some stories about that Rafa thing. So yeah, well, that's been well, and I mean, now that he's gone, and I mean, he's gone. Solomon Rondon's gone. It was really interesting reading Mike Ashley's perspective about it. All in I'm all, sure he had an interesting all in all, what I gathered from that game is that Arsenal's garbage. All right. <laughs> but I, I said that from the beginning of this season. So, Well, uh, it was weird because, I mean, Arsenal lined up strangely. Like, they... They have injuries. That's they the, have injuries, that's, and that's obviously Ozil and uh, Kolasinac were out. With but, the, yeah, that weird thing that happened. But they had a weird, they had a strange lineup, and I mean, none of their I mean, really they, they new went for signings they were in there. Yeah, it, it was no Lacazette, no well, Pepe, and they lined up as a four-two-three-one, which is not no David Luiz, really no, yeah, no David Luiz, no, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was very much. It felt like it felt like a game that you is like. You know, it the, like the sa- it felt like the Saturday after a, a, a European fixtures where sure. it's like, okay, we're going to play half of the starting team and then sub that half out. And we're also going to play half, you know, youth kids. Sure. It felt like they were still in preseason mode. Okay. Yeah, it, it did. It was they I mean, they. I think they were lucky to get away with the with the win. I think if Newcastle has a better striker, Newcastle puts two or three past Arsenal in this game. I think it's unfair to judge Joel, Joel Hollington this soon too, because it is the no. First and I mean, game, he's twenty two, so I mean, he's he's good, and yeah. I mean, he's definitely younger than Joseph Martinez. But yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, how it progresses. But um, yeah, he, it's not going to get any easier for Newcastle. No, so. it's really not. And I mean, but I mean, I think they can walk away. With, nice, I could, they right? can. They can. They can walk away from this game with their heads held high, because it's not an easy to. It's not easy to. Uh, they could have easily lost that game 5-0 if they didn't have oh, that no, right. Oh, sorry. Spurs have City next. Uh, yeah, Newcastle has Norwich next. So. Oh, that'll be a nice that'll game be for a, them. That'll be an interesting game. It's I'm a way. Really, but yeah, yeah. that, I that mean, sounds like a good game. Yeah, that might be, that might be a season setter for them. Cue the nil-nil Leicester <laughs> Wolves. <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 We're going to be dun, referencing that all dun, season dun, long. Dun. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think Arsenal really did not look at it this game, which they're playing Newcastle away. And that's, yeah, that's but still, troublesome. But still, you wanted to start off on the right foot. So. And they got they got the three points, and I think that's kind of what they're walking away with is just, we won, let's move on, do more work this week. And this yes. is coming from the Spurs fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to probably the actual game of the, uh, of the week here. United 4, 
Chelsea nil. <laughs> Chelsea dominated that game the first half. The, fir- the, the first, first half, tw- the first Chelsea twenty minutes, absolutely but, dominated. Well, and I, and I yeah, they hit the net. <laughs> well, and I t- I texted Mike this while I was watching the game. I said, if Chelsea does not score early on, they are done for because they have these ki- they have these kids out there. They look really good coming yes. off the bat, but if those heads drop. They are going to drop hard, and they are going to drop fast. I, was, I think I think the right move that Lampard should have done was he should not have started Mason Mount. He should have started Pulisic over Mason Mount. Yes. I think Mason position. Mount looked better than Pulisic. I think Mason Mount looked good for the first half an hour, and then after yes. that half an hour, he played like garbage. He was probably that. exhausted. No, yeah, no, I 100% agree, but I feel like if we played Pulisic there, we would have seen a goal. In that first half, maybe from, for Chelsea, 100. I really no, 100%. wasn't that impressed by Pulisic in that first game. I was not either, but I think he was not given enough time to make an impact because he came on in like the 60th minute ish. Yeah, it and is surprising so, considering he was starting in the preseason yeah, and, I, and banging in goals. I was, which he doesn't do. He's not really a goal scorer. Yeah, He's more of a playmaker. I think that if Pulisic was playing over Mason Mount in that first half, I think Chelsea 100% would have scored because Mason Mount had many chances that he missed and many times where he should have passed the ball and he didn't. I think Jorginho looked like garbage. I mean, that's what everybody says every game, but somehow he always ends up with like a I don't know why you overall. don't start Conte over him. Oh, Conte, Conte was, was injured. Conte was injured. Oh, but he came on. Yeah, he yeah. was he was he's recovering. But he from was him. he was oh, okay. recovering from an injury. He wasn't gotcha. fully fit. He wasn't fully fit. So yeah. they, but so I mean, yeah. Bar- no, so here's what I would have done is not start Ross Barkley cuz he's trash. Ross Barkley it literally was our most like like literally was our best player during preseason. But he turned Barkley. the ball over every time. That's just because he's Ross Barkley. Yes. But <laughs> I would have started not, I not a good Mason over and put Pulisic where, where Barkley was. Um, well, and I, I, I mean, I, I, let's get back to the timeline of, of actual events here. Sure. The, the whole thing. So the first goal. Kurt Zuma's was garbage. Kurt Zuma oh penalty. Kurt Zuma needs to be banished to the no, Netherlands. No tackles. No. Uh, he had no, no, ta- touches. no tackles, no no touches and on the gets, ball. Oh, and a yellow, yellow card and a penalty. This <laughs> is his first real action doing atrocious. anything. I, I would not be surprised if we do not see him start another game for Chelsea for <laughs> Which, like the rest of the season. What is Lampard thinking getting rid of every center back he has? That was not his doing. Gary really. Cahill, gone. We Gary Cahill left on a free. David, David Luiz, gone. I mean, this game, there's how many center backs on the Chelsea roster right now? Now. We've talked about this before. Chelsea, the ones who are in control of Chelsea is the board. The well, yeah, absolutely. it's not the manager. Well, absolutely, but I think that I think Lampard has more say than I don't think so. La- well, actually, then, La- actually, Lampard was the one. That then somebody pushed, like that put, then somebody Lampard, like Poch. Well, Lampard was the one that pushed the David Luiz transfer. Yes, he through, did. Actually, it was not the <laughs> you board. You think Pochettino has pull on his players? No, I'm saying I'm, sa- <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying I I, he has very money. No, I'm very I'm pull. saying Lampard. I think has more. Maybe more flexibility in terms of transfers. I don't think Pochettino gets any say in any, in he gets at all. he gets say because he got a lot of the players that he wanted. He got Andam and he got um, Los Celso, which he really wanted. I think Chelsea. I th- I would not be surprised if we move uh, Aspluqueta back to center back instead of Kurt Zuma, and then we play. But then we have a, a vacant right back position because what we would want to play in right back is Reese James, but Reese James is out injured, and I would I think that. We're gonna have a bit of a a defense issue until Reese James and Rudiger are back. 
Yeah. Because they're both oh, out, they're both out injured right now. And yeah. if we could just get one of them back, we could play a solid guys, back four. You which guys I, are gonna be in survival mode until something no. until somebody comes but back. But I think left. Tammy Abraham looked amazing that first time. Except half. that he couldn't hit the net. Okay. His he head got, dropped. His head he, dropped yes. hard. Yes, but I think when that first thirty minutes of Chelsea, that was great. a that was a very good Chelsea. That was a very yes, solid team. I was very impressed. I was I was not expecting that from them. I was very very impressed by but Chelsea. they pulled they pulled what Villa did they came out guns blazing which is great but you need to have the the gumption to see that through you need to come in and if you're going to come out guns blazing you need to commit to it and you need to be able to still be on the field in the 80th minute and not you know be giving up and i think the mistake was not playing through pedro i feel like pedro would have set up the play a little bit better why did scott mctominay keep bullying mason mount <laughs> throughout the whole game scott welcome McTom- to the big leagues kid. <laughs> scott, scott mctominay literally the whole time was just going up to mason mount just going <laughs> and just pushing him when the ball was out of play also tammy abraham though his temper reminds me of diego costa and I feel like that's, that's gonna trouble. get that's gonna get him in trouble. That is trouble multiple times. But you do have season. multiple options that strike. Yeah, so. I feel like it's not a big of a deal depth wise, but options. I think I think he needs to control his temper a little bit better because the only reason he got that yellow card was because he lost his temper. Yes, and I feel like since he's so young, he's, he's, yeah, gonna, he's, gonna, he's, young. he's gonna do that a lot. Sure. And I that's I feel like and having Lampard as his coach isn't going to do any favors for him. No, no. <laughs> Lampard's probably going to get more yellow cards than any player on the team. This that's season. probably true. <laughs> also, I am very disappointed. I was I thought Emerson played very well, and I yes. very much like Emerson, and I think he's young, and I think he's good. But I wish we would give Marcus Alonso another shot because I think I think he will. After last season, everybody well, you can't just play Emerson all game all I, season. Every I mean, but after last season. Everybody wanted Marcus Alonso gone. They didn't want anything to do with him. But I think Marcus Alonso should be given another shot. I mean, he was so important to us two seasons ago. Is it unrealistic to move him over to the right? Uh, I would say so just because he's left-footed and has, like, no right foot. Oh, I'm at Emerson. Oh, Emerson? Yeah. Emerson, I could see moving over to the right. But I think that's a little weird because he's never played on the right for us. Plus, we have Espelicueta there right now. Yeah. But we could move but him I, to I the meant, center back position. I just meant based off of what you were saying before. So, like, moving Espelicueta over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could yeah, I don't think possibly thing, see that. I don't think the thing that Chelsea needs right now is is more youth players out on the field. I don't know that bringing on Reese James is really going to be any better than I, having Kurt Zuma out there. Because, I mean, Kurt Zuma played for Everton last year. So, he's got Premier League experience. I would. I want to see Reese James play. He I just really had do. a real sh- shocker of a game. I really do. Also, but. my question is: if we keep playing this formation we're playing, which I like it. I like how we played in this formation. I actually really like this formation. But when Ruben Loftus Cheek comes back, where does he fit in? That's my question. He's a sub. Ruben Loftus Cheek is a hundred percent able to make it into Chelsea first. Sure, he's, he's a, a sub a fan, right now. Though. He's a fantastic player. Well, he's injured right now. Well, uh, no, I, I know, but I'm saying I think he slots into this team in a couple of places. I think I you can swap him in work with Kovacic, or I think you could even swap him out with Pedro. I I think I don't realistically see he's going to be subbed out for Jorginho. Jorginho. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think I would not be surprised if Jorginho keeps putting Play. the performances that he is doing and like playing so poor. Well, I, I mean, Conte's coming into this team when Conte's fit. Yeah, of course. And I would not. I think Conte's going to come in for uh, Jorginho. 
But I would not be surprised if... I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek is going to challenge for Kovacic's spot. And he's so. going to pressure Kovacic. And if Kovacic does not step up his game and keep playing... I think he's better than Kovacic. I, oh, oh, no, yeah, 100%. I think Kovacic 100%. is completely overrated. Uh, uh, but, would you ra- but would you rather put Ruben Loftus-Cheek in an attacking role, though? Uh, no. I would want to... I would want no, to see... He's a playmaker. I want to see Ruben Loftus-Cheek in straight-up center mid or center-defensive mid. Because Ruben Loftus-Cheek is... He's such a big dude. Yep. I mean, he's like 6'6", six, six, I think. He's absolutely gigantic. I and he's, he's a big guy. He's a, he's a really good guy, and but he's also... He's not just big, but he's so attacking-minded as well. But he's the playmaker, but he can also play defense. Because I like when he drops back and plays more of a center-defensive mid-role and helps the center backs, because that helps our defense, because we have a weak defense. Sure. Yes. But... And so that's why I like him playing center mid or center defensive mid in, as opposed to Cam, which was his old position when he started at Chelsea. I think center mid fits him a lot better than Cam. Sure. So I agree. on the United front, though. Oh, Wambasaka. What a performance. As a team, I think though, he was fantastic. Did, did United as a team play well? Their midfield was garbage. And even even Kendall was messaging me like, we don't have a midfield. Our midfield is, is non-existent. Why the heck did Pereira start? Yeah, that was kind of weird. I was uh, like, because, where did uh, Mata go? I was very no, confused. Oh, Mata was on the bench, wasn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what's his face is gone then? Oh, Herrera. He came on. Herrera's gone. Yes, Herrera's gone. Yeah. Which was... Juan Mata's getting old. I, I could see what a, what a performance by Daniel James. And Daniel James, I, I think Daniel James looked amazing. He's yeah. so fast. This little guy, I think he's like what, like five. He's not any taller than like five six. He's like he's. I think he's has the record for like the fastest hundred meter sprint in the. He looks fantastic in the Premier League. He I was did, fantastic I didn't on Swansea. Him. He was. I no, I knew he was going to do amazing. I didn't expect him to be as good. I don't know if you Premier saw League. any of his Swansea highlights from last season. No, but I don't think I did. Oh my god, you should look those up. There, he played so good. He's so fast. I mean, obviously he was something because United, United without any scouts scouted him. I know. <laughs> I him. I would not be surprised if uh, Pereira comes out for Mason Greenwood halfway through the season. So this you is... think you start Martial, Mason Greenwood, and Rashford? No, that's what I call an odd squad, and I like it. That's <laughs> um, a I peanut gallery right this there, is, my this guy. This is backwards. I think Rashford was actually the striker for that game. No, Martial was, was Martial was, was up front. Oh. Martial but, was up front. Yeah, Rashford was on the wing, but uh, if you look at the pass, the yeah, and I mean even if you look at the passing map, um, Martial is is was the farthest forward. Oh, okay. Luke Shaw kind of thick though. <laughs> I think it gained weight over the summer. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the uh, the Sky Sports after the game with uh, no. Jose Mourinho, where he's still. Um, picking on Luke Shaw. Yeah, where he was from, like, yeah, from, from yeah, beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. the man, from beyond the, uh, <laughs> beyond the grave. He's that just poor like, guy. <laughs> he goes, he goes. Harry Maguire is gonna have, have to, to learn cover. that he's gonna have to cover for Luke Shaw more than he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I also, good. I also saw. Um, uh, I think Gary Neville tweeted. Uh, he said this was the first good performance that uh, Manchester United had with Jose Mourinho at Old Trafford. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, if you haven't seen this this guy sports with Jose Mourinho, watch all of it because it is fantastic. And I mean, it's great because it's it's Gary Neville, Jose Mourinho, um, Jamie Carragher, and um, they're talking about the about the game, and uh, they're specifically talking about Chelsea and how Chelsea's. Uh, 
Chelsea's um, what Frank Lampard has to do to kind of be successful at Chelsea. Sure. And they're talking about does Frank Lampard have the, the one of the most difficult seasons ahead of him as a Chelsea manager that a Chelsea manager has ever had. And Jose Mourinho immediately goes, no, not at all. I think he goes, so he goes, not at all. He goes, the hardest season is when you have, you are expected to win. And if you are not first and you are not a winner, you are a loser. And yeah. he says that is the hardest season. I think this is going to be a really easy season for Chelsea because they, they, they're not really under scrutiny. They're they not. They don't have the signings. So I, I think this is a free pass for Frank Lampard. It, it's a free pass to an extent, though. Because, I mean, um, if they really start going down in flames, it could get bad. I don't think... The good thing that I saw, at least, was on Twitter and after the game, I noticed that no one was mad at Frank Lampard after you that game. Be. No one, no, no, there was no reason to be. I, I think mean, you look great. I no, think Chelsea looked great. Yeah, that I game. think Chelsea looked amazing that game, and I think we really just got incredibly unlucky. Coming from the Spurs fan. Well, and I don't think I think we got incredibly unlucky. I think the only yes. tactical change you could potentially make with this lineup is putting in Pulisic. Aside from that, I don't think there's much more you can do with Conte, this Chelsea side. Well, well Conte's what, what do you do if Polisic well, gets Conte's injured or if one of these guys gets injured? That's that's going to be right. I'm saying the for this thing. for this specific game, if you're Frank Lampard and you want to make a change, the only real change that I think maybe could have been a game changer is starting Polisic. Maybe. Yeah, I think if they started Pulisic instead of Mason Mount, the game would have been a different story. I don't and know. I, think Chelsea I, might I have really won. don't know because I didn't see. Anything, I've I've never really been like, oh yes, Christian Pulis, the best player. No, so, I don't think so either. I don't no, think I haven't even great. either. I don't think he was worth the amount that he was paid for. But I I when I saw what I saw from what I saw out of him, and I get that it be, might be because he didn't have as much game time. I mean, it how really much? Wasn't that great. How much of an impact are you expected to make when you come on four nil down with like twenty minutes left? Yeah, as a twenty year old, as a twenty in a, in a yeah. side full, oh, yeah, 20 in a side full of young. Yeah, the young players who already who have all, their heads already down. demotivated with their heads down, not wanting yes. to play the rest of this game. How Agreed. much of an impact was he supposed to make? We'll see. We'll see what he does moving forward. I think it's really hard to judge any team on the first match alone. I think, I think a lot of teams do get that. I think throughout this season, Chelsea's only going to get better. Yes, I think once we start getting in the flow of things, and once our players start getting back from injury because our injury list is humongous yes. right now. And that's that's the other issue, too, is you, you're you almost like Arsenal in the fact that you have a decent attack and you have an okay midfield and then you have nothing in the back. I know, and I think once we start recovering from these injuries, we can really, really, really start challenging I'll these I'll be curious teams. to see how many, how many youngsters get a lot of goes this year. I um, can pick out a few that who are going to well, be Well, we know that hudson Adoy will eventually. I know, I know. hudson Adoy uh, for sure. Ruben Loftus-Cheek Ruben, for sure. Ruben Loftus-Cheek for sure. Tammy Abraham for sure. Gilly Billmore. Uh, Billy Gilmore <laughs> is not going to do anything. <laughs> but uh, I think but I think uh, Reese James is really going to make a big impact into the Chelsea team. We'll I see. Think, we'll see I really happens. do think so. Unless he gets loaned out. But I do, I think Mason Mount might end up being banished to the loan army. I don't know. Year. I think I honestly. I was I was pretty impressed by I his was, performance. I, I think he was moving the ball pretty well. Based off his performances in preseason and what I've seen from him in on his like on his loan at Derby and at his other loan. Oh, at, he was uh, incredible at Derby. Desk, 
I was honestly a little disappointed by how he played. He made some very bad, poor decisions, and I mean, I love Mason Mount. I, well, I will say too in the in the post match, uh, Jose Mourinho tore into Mason Mount mm-hmm. and that he is not good enough and should not be starting in no, this Chelsea side. I I hundred percent. He doesn't agree. like youth players. Though. <laughs> Are you really that surprised? I mean, I don't think Mason Mount played as good as he could have. I think. No. I, I was honestly disappointed. He had a few moments that were good, but the think, rest of it, I think, was very shaky. I think United is going to be good this year because of their defense. Um, I think even though Harry Maguire was a ridiculous amount of money, he's a great defender for what he is. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a good defender. And, and he Vincent played very Lindelof well. is getting better. Yeah. <laughs> Lindelof is, is, is good. I think the problem with these this United side is a midfield. They don't have I don't even think it's the midfield. I think it's the, it's the it's Rashford and Martial. You have no striker. You have nobody who's going to put up I disagree. Goal. You have nobody what? that's going to put up I the disagree goal. I disagree 100%. What are you talking about? And this is why. Martial can score. Mar- Martial can, can score. Martial can also can score. Yes. But neither of them but, but neither of them can, but neither of them can put up the numbers that Aguero does, that Aubameyang does. I think Martial Salah can. Does. I, I think Martial has the they capability. Did? They did not last Marci- year. Yeah, but well, that's cuz Martial didn't play that much last year. Martial yeah. is going Martial is going to get all the chances he needs to become a world-class And he's only getting year. better every yeah, every year. Yeah. He's still pretty Especially young. now now that Lukaku's gone. I think we're going to see a lot of Tony Marcia. He is going to become a world-class striker, yes. 100%. I agree. I think you're giving him too much credit. Well, I he think didn't you're have, He didn't really have the opportunity to shine before Lukaku because Lukaku yeah, was Anthony, the main Well, he did. Anthony Martial was shunned at Manchester United. Yes, when, yes when, he was. When, 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 Zlatan, was there, when Zlatan came in. When Jose Mourinho was there. Oh, my God. I mean, but now he's gave not. him so much crap. I mean, he has the, he has the capability. Last year... You can't ten goal ten goals in twenty seven games. That's pretty decent. Three assists. Yeah, but how many ga- how many of those games did he come on as a sub? He he played how many games? Sixteen hundred mi- minutes. I th- I think he's going to be fantastic, and I think that I think United so is going to be a team to watch out for. I agree. I think Manchester United has the t- capability, but I think they're going to end up being shaky and. Yeah, mess well, up. I mean, if you throw in your competition, I I I don't think. I'm sorry. I don't think Martial or Rashford are going to be world-beating strikers like your Aguero's. You're like entitled your, to your wrong like I think. Your, I, your think I think you dumb. I I don't see. I it. think you dumb. I don't the see. It. Player, and we'll see. I don't the only player. I think in the front three that is that is wrongly placed is Jesse Lingard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jesse Lingard is. I'm not impressed by him anymore. Um, last year was was he's it for fantastic me. I, I was, for a 19 year old. Come on now. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's 26. Uh, yeah, 26 years old. Yeah, now. he's yeah. only a year younger than me. Yeah. So, but I mean, I. But do you think Martial is going to be as good as somebody like Harry Kane? I don't yes. think that's a fair. I don't think that's a fair assumption at all. Do you think he's going to put up goal numbers even close to Harry Kane? I think he can at least get 15 to 20 goals. I think I think I think if he doesn't get 15 to 20 goals, I think they get a new striker next season. Well, of course, yeah, but I, but I feel like that would be anybody that's at striker for United. Cuz yeah, United look at Lukaku. Yeah, look at look at what happened to Lukaku. So, right. you know, like I don't know. I think I think United is going to be a better team than a lot of people have pinned them to be. Um, and that's just because they have a defense. And I feel like that's going to be the kind of the thing this whole season is 
teams that have a defense are going to be the better team. Oh, that was another good thing from the uh, from the Jose Mourinho show was uh, they were talking about Harry Maguire and he goes, "Yeah, he came in too late." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "A little salt from Jose Mourinho." All right. <laughs> That's funny. I actually really like Juan Pisaka, though. I think he looks fantastic. Yeah, I think he, he's a good buy. Absolutely. Um, Dude so. was coming out of nowhere to get those balls. So, yeah. So that's the week's games. So since you weren't here last week, Mike, let's do your table rundown, and okay. then we will end this dun, dun, already dun, long dun, episode. Dun, 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 so what you got? All right. So. Wrong. Yes, I already feel like I am wrong, (laughs) basically based off of what we talked about today. My question, where do you have Newcastle? We'll get there, we'll get there. Read read it from the top. All right, so from from 1 to 20 or 20 to 1? Either way. I'm going to go 20 to 1. All right, right, so so number 20, um, I'm, I'm actually really upset that I put this... Because I was, re- I, I really, I have a little bit of a soft spot for Sheffield now. I, I was kind of really enjoying so we'll, watching we'll them play. We'll put the asterisk that this was done before this week. Oh game. yeah, this is so absolutely. Anybody I who them puts play. Sheffield bottom of the table doesn't know anything about football. I think number twenty is Sheffield. Um, I think that they're relying heavily on a on their championship side. Um, I don't think that they're looking. They they really looked and were like, okay, let's improve this. Let's improve this. Um, they just kind of were like, okay, let's kind of save some money and uh, see what we can do and see if we can survive and maybe maybe make a move in January. Right. Um, I think Callum Robinson looked great. Um, Mick Preston, Burney. Preston, uh, Preston North End is what a team that I have a really, uh, really soft spot for uh, in the championship. So I, I think Callum Robinson looked great coming from them. Um, Billy and obviously Sharp. they they brought they broke their transfer record bringing in Oliver McBurney. So and he good. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. He good. We'll see. I wasn't that impressed by Oliver McBurney, but we'll we'll, well see. Well, he only came out of this. Sub, yeah, so. I know. Uh, so number nineteen. Again, this, this could, like you guys talked about last week when I when I listened, I I know that basically anybody could be put anywhere on the in the bottom half. Yes. Um, I put Burnley at nineteen. I think I had them at 19th um, And it's just because I feel like they're they're a team that's just trying to survive. Yeah, and I don't they, think this game week changes that. No, I I, I, don't, I don't I don't think so either. I think this was a fluke. I, and they're I playing so. a really poor Southampton side, so so they're gonna win two games in a row. <laughs> yeah, Southampton is going down. Well, I don't. I'm not gonna read too much into that. I sure. think as soon as they start playing the bigger teams, they're gonna start. It's like yeah, they play Arsenal next week. They're gonna get their butts. Yeah, away. they're gonna get destroyed. Yeah. Um. So Burnley, you know, they don't really have a midfield like I was saying earlier, and they didn't really do much in the transfer window to improve their side very much. They lost Todd Heaton, which could be a problem. Um, I think Burnley is one of the weaker sides in the Premier League. They don't really have strikers. I, you know, you can say what you want about Ashley Barnes and who's the other guy? Um, in their defense? No striker. Oh, for Burnley? Uh, yeah. Um, Shoot, it's Wood, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Chris Wood, yeah, Chris Wood. You know they're they're not great. <laughs> they they survive in the Premier League, but it's only because Burnley needed strikers. Um, number eighteen, I have Brighton. Like I said, I didn't think they they made enough moves for them mm. to which be he, a team. Sorry to go back to Burnley, oh, no, but fine. Tom Heaton 
put in a fantastic display oh, for the goal this weekend. <laughs> he looked like he was ready to win a gold glove. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Burnley. Meh. So sorry. Brighton, yeah, Br- Brighton, Brighton. Brighton. So you have. I have Brighton going down, and it's only because they got a new manager in. Wrong. Um, I have Newcastle surviving at 17. So you have going down, just to recap, Sheffield United, Burnley. Burnley and Brighton. And Brighton. Yes. Brighton's going to pull so it So out of the new teams, the only team you have going down is, is Sheffield United. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, number 17, I have Newcastle. Damn. Um, and it's because, you know, I think, like I said, I think that they're over-scrutinized. And I think that they, were, they started spending money, which is something that, my God, Rafa was pushing for for so long. As soon as Rafa got out, Mike Ash is like, "Yeah, sure, we'll bring this guy in. Yeah, we'll bring this yeah, guy in." Yeah, but is it is it the quality that Rafa would want, really? Though, I mean it it's it's something. Yeah, it's something. It's something, it's something rather something than nothing. Enough. And you I mean, would rather have. Somebody I don't know. In a relegation battle, I guess the guy you want behind the behind the in the dugout there is going to be Steve Bruce. Yeah, I was going to say Steve I don't Bruce know, is pretty. I don't know if you watched safe. the game, but uh, if you saw this, but um, at one point. There was a mix-up over who was supposed to be playing fullback because <laughs> they because um, they had they had no midfielders on the bench right and two of their midfielders got injured oh no <laughs> so they brought in a, a fullback and they pushed their one of their fullbacks up to midfield oh no they didn't get the memo oh, so no. they had two people playing fullback and they're like running into you know each what, other though, it worked. I think, so, and I think this game really even more so proved that. Um, so I think that they could survive. But it was fu- it was funny though because it cut to Steve Bruce and he's on the sidelines just screaming, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so continuing, um, number sixteen, I have Norch. Uh, okay. I don't think they brought in enough to make an impact, uh, but I think that they do have enough to survive because I, I really think Rolando Aaron's and Max. Max Lewis? No. Somebody Lewis. Lewis and Jamal Lewis and, and Max Aarons? Is that what it is? Yes, I would yeah. say, yeah. I think they're great fullbacks, and I think that they're only going to get better playing uh, at the level that they're playing. Um, they don't have a center back. I, I don't think any of these center backs are very impressive. They don't have a midfield. Um, I think the, the hardest thing is going to be them trying to figure out how to get Pookie the ball. Yeah. I was impressed with Steeperman this this. Uh in the Liverpool game. So, yeah, I mean it's just like I said, it's it's going to be who can get Pookie the ball. Yeah, and also um, there. That's they're... a that's a hard thing to do for anybody. I think they need to, to play Patrick Roberts more and I think he yes. will get them the ball. I think he will get Pookie the ball. Yes, but they they relied so heavily on Buendia last year that I think that's why they decided to start Buendia over Patrick Roberts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, he's coming into a new side. Yeah, I don't, of course. And he, I mean, he's on loan, too, so I don't expect him to be starting a ton of minutes. So after the performance that I saw out of Southampton, um, I have them at 15th. I could see them going down. Pathetic. I, I could see them going down. from the beginning. <laughs> Southampton is going down. But, you know, they do have defenders. They've got Vestergaard. They've got Wesley Hurd. They don't have a bad team. No, not like, on paper. They look, look they're fine. gonna go down. But they they have a they have a team. Look at if James you look at this. Browse, Oriol Romeo, okay. Ryan Bertrand, Nathan Redman, uh, Charlie Adams, Dan, Danny Ings. Like these are Angus not. Gunn. They're, Angus, Angus Gunn, Vestergaard. Like these are not bad players. I think, I think like, Shea, Shea Adams is going to be very good. 
But um, they're gonna but go down. down. Yes, I think so too. I think not right now. After seeing their first performance, if they don't improve, they will be going down. They're a hundred percent going down, even if they do improve, because they can't improve, so they're going down. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, we next. Fourteenth, I have Crystal Palace. They're just a survivor. They're they're always going to be a survivor t- surviving team until Zaha goes. Um, but you know they they do have they do have good wing backs. I feel like even losing Juan Basaka, they're still okay. They got Patrick Van Aanholt still. They got um. So there's another guy that I always get mixed up with Juan Basaka. That's, that's um, <laughs> uh, James Ward? No, not James Ward. There's another. There's some other guy that they've got. Joel Ward, sorry. Joel Ward. Uh, yeah, no, not not him. But yeah, he's good too. I think I think they're they're a survivor. Well, um, and then uh, <laughs> they got Milivojevic. Yeah, Milivojevic to, is... to back them up. And I think Max Meyer. Max Meyer and Andrus Townsend is okay. Uh, Andrus Townsend is is a safe player to have um, former Spurs. So Milivojevic. Yeah, Mil- Milivojevic is is. Yeah. Incredible as a defender. And guys, Christian Benteke. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's why I have them at 14th. 13th, I have Aston Villa. Getting, um, getting weird, man. Ooh, especially... You, I, no, 13th, I have Aston Villa. I, I think especially after watching them play Spurs, I think that they're a side that can stay up. And they have a great midfield. Um, Jack Grealish. John McGinn is incredible. Yes. John McGinn, I... <laughs> He might be one of my favorite players, uh, but I feel like he's going to get injured. I had Aston Villa going down. I, ju- I just don't see them going. They're not a side that they spent money and they spent good money. I don't like their colors. <laughs> well, either way, I think Villa is a strong team and I think they're only going to get better. Um, and I think Tyrone Mings is incredible. The, ma- so. the maroon and sky blue is just not a good mix. <laughs> Alright, uh, 12th I have Bournemouth, but I, I'm i questioning it at this point. Um, we'll see what happens. If they can get back into form, they'll Yeah, be fine. I, I think Callum Wilson and Josh King as a, as a strike pair Eddie is Howell incredible. Is Eddie Howe is a great manager, yeah. I think... He's just got to get them out of the slump. Yes. He looks kind of funny. Yes, I think Eddie, Eddie Howe and Bournemouth can be either a middle of the bottom or top of the bottom depending on what their mood depending is. On, well, yeah, depending on yeah. which Bournemouth shows up. Yeah. Um, 11, I have Watford and it's because last year I put Watford as a relegated team. <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the thing. Is Here I am like, oh no, Watford, Watford doesn't really it's have anybody. It's because don't care. They just have enough they have enough to stay in, in the Premier League and it's just enough. And they have good jerseys now, so... Either way, I think Watford eleventh. Uh, West Ham, I have tenth. Um, you. They're they're really not that impressive, and I would almost move them into the bottom half at this point. Um, I yeah, think but if Sebastian Holler can start scoring goals, West Ham always sounds. It doesn't good, matter. But then, like, it doesn't matter. Good. I think I think overall, Lanzini, Felipe Anderson, like they're, they're not. They're getting a, older. They're not a bad side. They're getting though. older. Michael Antonio also old. Like none, none of these guys are like young, and that's the I think that's the thing that hinders West Ham the most is they don't spend on youth. They spend on these these old guys to get it done, and they're just surviving. Right. I think I think West Ham is going to be one of those teams that starts to drop, especially if Declan Rice does not perform the way that he did last season. Yes. 
Um, I think West Ham is not that impressive a side. Should have probably cashed in on him when they had the chance. Ninth, I you know this this one could also go either way. I think Wolves is at nine, um, and it's because of the European competition. I think that yes. especially because they're playing in Europe, they're going to be wanting to do make a dent in Europe. Oh, for sure. Especially yeah, in their first gonna, They're going to want to definitely do, you know, make an effort in Europe. And I think it's definitely, they don't have a particularly deep squad. And that's the problem is you're, you're going to be relying on players like Connor Ronan. You're going to be <laughs> relying on players like uh, like Morgan Gibbs-White to, to do stuff in the Premier League, which is you're, you're then starting a championship side in the Premier League. Um, so... Wolves at nine, uh, but I think that they can make a decent run in the Europe. In Europe, I think um, if, if they, they play well, I think if for whatever reason I'm not expecting them to, but I think if for whatever reason they get knocked out early, they start focusing on 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 the Premier League again. I could see them finishing higher. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's that's the thing. It's it's definitely an asterisk for me because I think Wolves. I think is a they, fantastic squad. I think if they get knocked out, knocked out, I think they finish worse. I disagree. I think, I, think, I think if they go far in Europe, I think that's going to build so much confidence in that well, sure. team that they're going to want to, they're going to do better domestically as well. I think if they get knocked just out, don't have the depth. I think if they get knocked out early in, in the Europa League, their heads are going to drop and they the whole, the it's just going to start falling. They do apart. have the striker depth. Yes, yes. I think, I think so. Uh, I think they're going to be coming in. I think no matter what competition they're in, they're going to be scoring a lot of goals. Yes, I think so too. Uh, the Leicester game was not, that was reflective a of it. It's a fluke, and, and it's funny too because I, at eight I have Leicester. Um, yeah, I could see them finishing there. Yeah, I could see them also finishing higher. Same. This is another team. I agree. Well, they're not playing. They're not playing Europe, so they have that opportunity to focus everything on the Premier League. And they've, they, you know, they got Brendan Rodgers backing them up. And I think that if they keep playing the way that they do, they're going to struggle. But if they if they improve. And we see James Madison really come out of his, you know, come out of whatever that was in the last game. We're gonna see a decent Leicester side. <laughs> I think Leicester is is a very high contender, especially with Arsenal not having a defense, um, Chelsea not having the transfer options. I think Leicester is a, is a team that can be a complete wild card this season. Um, I agree. Uh, they have. I would agree that they have the team, and I saw a lot of people online putting them very high. I saw people online putting them above United and Chelsea. Yeah. I almost did. I, I almost saw did. people online doing that. I was, I was thinking like, about Damn. it, but I can't because I just know Leicester. Yeah, and I know that the year that they won it was a complete fluke because everybody else was well. And you know that the, the year that they won it, the opening goal of that season was an own goal, and that was the last time that. The opening goal of the season. So does that mean that Watford's going to win the title this year? Watford wins the title Which, this could year. You, well, it could you? Could you? Leicester that scored the own goal. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, the own goal was in uh, was in, Nor- in Norwich versus Liverpool. Oh. The opening goal was an own goal. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so everybody's saying that Leicester is going to win the uh, the Premier League, which means Brendan Rodgers will win the league before Liverpool does. <laughs> uh, seventh, I have Everton. Um, I think they can't finish any higher than seventh. Um, I see them finishing lower. Yeah, I, honestly, after watching them play, uh, I could see them finishing lower. But on paper, it's just so hard. This and especially with this be- being before you you start it's not watching that hard. the games, it's I not think that it's hard. All you have to do is look at the uh, the part that says Everton. 
And then you're like, oh yeah, and then you rank them lower. I just uh, they have too much. They have too much depth. They have a good team. Dean. I think, I think they're good enough to finish seventh, but that's it. I don't think they they can finish above Chelsea. I don't think they can finish above Arsenal. Oh no! I don't think they can finish above. I honestly don't think they can finish above Wolves. I don't. Think I, don't I don't. I don't see them finishing above Wolves, above Wolves or no. Leicester. No, I can't. I, I can't see that. But I can because Wolves have Europe competition. And that's the only reason that I will, I am putting them at seven. Um, I don't think that'll matter. I honestly much. had no. for the longest time before I decided to like finalize my table. I had Wolves in sixth, I believe. I could see that. Reasonable. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought that they would be gunning, and and then I forgot that they have European competition. So I think that's gonna hinder them a bit. Um, six, I have Chelsea, and that's just because. They don't have much of a defense right now, especially with the injuries. And I think new manager, little expectations. I don't see them. Fin- I don't. Why. They're not. They're not going to finish above six. I would be absolutely shocked if they managed to finish above six. I don't see them finishing above fifth. I could see them finishing. I could fifth. see them finishing fifth. But I could I do not see, see them finishing above, fifth. especially because like, above who? Arsenal. Because United. No. or United. I I said Arsenal fifth, and they don't have a defense. Arsenal has. Well, no that would lose now. And Who's Kieran Tierney better. And Kieran Tierney, they have no defense. Kieran Tierney, they have. I, no I think their defense looks better than it did. I think well, than it did a, a week ago. <laughs> but is that saying much? I don't think Arsenal. I I, I think they're going to rely so heavily on their attack that they're going to get countered by a lot of teams, and I think every, that's going to hinder them a lot. I would not be surprised if most Arsenal games are like seven six Arsenal. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I really I really do rate David Luiz highly. I and think he's Kieran a very Tierney. good. I think he's a well, yes. But I think David Luiz is a very good defender. I think he gets a, a lot of I think that he but gets But who is he who is he partnered with? Socrates? Yeah, Socrates. Mustafi's garbage. Yeah, yeah Mustafi's out on that side. Yeah. Um I'm surprised they didn't even move him. I think they but wanted then again, to. Who, I don't think there was any I don't think there was any takers. Him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Arsenal fifth. Uh, I have United fourth. I think that they're a strong side, and I think you guys are very much overlooking them. Um, I think, especially United. Yes, I think if if you take a look at their attack and you look at their back line, I think they're a strong enough side to finish top five for sure. Top five, three, top three, almost. I don't see them finishing top five until they get rid of Pogba. I don't see them finishing but top here's, four. Here's the thing. They're playing the type of football that they've played for the longest time, finally again. And I think that they're gonna have I think they're gonna have a lot of fun. That was this an year. amazing sentence. What? Well, think about it. They, they, what did you just say? With, <laughs> with Mourinho, they weren't able to play United football, which is attacking no, but, right, directly. Wait, I I don't understand the sentence. What did Are you say? saying that they're, they're finally they're going to... back to uh, Alex Ferguson style yes. attacking football? And that's okay. And they're getting the rid of the David Moyes and the Jose Mourinho and the def- and the uh, Louis Van Hall defensive. Yes. yes, I think I think this is a good year and a good side, and I think they're going to finish in fourth. Um, I don't I, think Solskjaer is that good of a manager. I think it's unfair to judge based think... off of how the end of the season went. I, um, I will be I think, curious to see how he does. I think part forward. of the problem is at the end of last season, he said that he wants 
he wanted to make big changes and that uh, that there was a lot of people on his list that he wanted to get rid of and, and that Pog was, we're was not, still there. We're not fit to wear a United jersey. And the only person who went was Just Lukaku. Lukaku. Who was debatable. And Lukaku's still, still there. I mean, you still Pogba, got Pogba. Pogba. You still got Alexis Sanchez is still there taking up massive wages. I never <laughs> thought Alexis Sanchez was a good move in the first place. but No, no. Um, but no, I think well, they do add depth, though. And I, I think that is an important note to have. Um, and then number three, I have Spurs. Uh, I think we made the signings that we wanted to make minus a couple. Uh, we wanted to move Danny Rose, and Danny Rose just said no. <laughs> I and feel then like... he said, no, I start. And then he started. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny because I know that Levy wanted to move him so bad. And they, he was like at the Watford training ground. And Danny Rose was like, no, I don't want to go to Watford. I, lo- I love both your Danny Rose impressions, by the way. Oh, my God. I have so many reserves with Danny Rose. He's a, he can be good. Especially on the attack. But my god, can he not mark a player? <laughs> or like a wing. He he just he Oh yeah, he so was he was he was responsible for that first yes, asset. Absolutely, hundred percent all Danny Rose. He just got destroyed by John McGinn. But he put it he just moves way too far away from his, his position that he should be in. And it, it's just really hard, really, really hard for me to watch. He's kinda ugly. <laughs> you know, like what? it's not like that. Like doesn't have anything to do no, with it. No, 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 no. Not his face. His face is fine. His face is not ugly. You mean his like? Play I mean style? his play style. Oh, yeah, his play yeah, style. I yes, agree. Okay. He's I mean, his face player. might also be. Can you pull up a picture of Danny Rose? No, I want to see. Right. His no, no, we're not. Is he ugly? He's a handsome boy. We're not going this route right now. All right, All right. but anyway, I think they're like, like you said before, their weakest spot is their wingbacks. Absolutely. Um, I think. That was something that we were trying to make a move for and just ran out of time for because we were focusing so heavily on adding depth so we could make a run in the Champions League again. Womp womp. Um, we just want to win a trophy at this point. That That's all we want to do. So is let's win go some, for the big one. We need one trophy. No, I thought, you guys, I thought all you guys wanted to do was put on the pressure. No, we want a trophy. <laughs> no, I don't think they... I mean, I don't really think they're going to really ever pressure Liverpool or City. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Two, I think two bright notes out of, out of, the, out of the, the game, for sure. Harry Kane, scoring in August. <laughs> yes. That's, he's, he doubled up on the amount of goals he scored in, in August before. Uh, Tanga and Dombele with an incredible performance. Yes. Um, I honestly even really liked what Lucas was doing in that game. I think I think overall, um, we got a good side. We're we're gonna not finish any higher than third. No, um, no, I don't even think he's even gonna be close. In fourth, depending on injuries and stuff. We'll see what happens. No, I have uh, a question from a fan. What's up? Do you think Jao Cancelo will start next week for City? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it was a question from the audience. I'm gonna. I mean, we they, just they, got a letter. Let's see who it's from. It, it really comes down to. Well, they're playing Spurs next, so they're gonna want. Oh, they are the strongest side. Uh, and I, I mean, I wasn't impressed by Zinchenko in that game at really? all. Really? I thought. I mean, I thought he's playing better than he has been. I was impressed when we saw him when we went to the the preseason game two years ago. 
I thought Zinchenko was one of the best players on the field, but I don't think that he was that great in that game. I thought he played well. Uh, he kind of seemed all over the place to me. I also think Imeric Laporte is a joke, though. So, But, I mean, it, Cancelo is a right back. So if he comes in, oh, he's coming for in for Walker. Kyle Walker. That, that's, I don't know. That's pushing it. And I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's the thing. weird, Which is kind of the weird thing about bringing in Jao Cancelo. Cause it, it's, Unless they're trying to move Kyle Walker out. But I don't know if they can because I think that they're at the limit for uh, – International players. Well, they can move Kyle Walker to the left back, or potentially even, or back. potentially even to center back. Kyle Walker at center back? He's like what five nine? <laughs> Are you nuts? They don't have a lot of center backs. Yo, I don't know about that. Anyway, I think wait. I think I mean that's where he makes the most sense. If you're not playing him in right back, I, I I don't know. I have City winning the winning the league this year, and I have Liverpool in second. That's good. And that's my table. I think you're wrong. Um, um, Chelsea's press conference uh, before the Liverpool UEFA Super Cup game just concluded, and Lampard said that if if we don't, uh, he said that wi- not winning the UEFA Super Cup is unacceptable. Wow, that's big words considering they're playing Liverpool. I know. Yeah, it's going to be 12 nil Liverpool. Said, he said there's no excuses if we fail to win the Super Cup. Well, he better start mm. coming up with some excuses. Yeah, then, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah. So do we think Cancelo will start? I'm kind I, of, no. I don't no, think so. I don't think, he, I don't think he pushes Kyle Walker out. Pep, Pep likes Kyle Walker too much. and I, I absolutely hate Kyle Walker. He's a snake. Um, I see Cancelo's first game probably not being until Champions League starts. No, I see it when they have an easy when they have an easy game. No, I could see him I, maybe I starting against Brighton. I disagree. I think once European competition starts, I think that's but when I, they're not going to throw him into the fire against Tottenham. They're just not. No, not when they have Kyle Walker available and especially a full he's week's a rest. former Spurs player. Yeah, maybe Bournemouth. I guess maybe, but. We'll so. see. All right. So no, is this sounds answer. good? So bye guys. Have yeah. a nice night. So I think I think we're all. Uh, I think we're all wrapped up here. Anything else anybody wants to add? Bye. Nikki's Have a wonderful time. Sterling Sterling was player of the week. Yeah. Yes, I, I think so. Yeah, scoring a hat trick is hard to argue against that. He almost scored four. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. God Sterling, dang it, Aguero. Good night. Um, All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Have a wonderful time.